It's time for a special Milk the Clock podcast today, Paul. We have Aiden Star, porn star Aiden Star, producer Aiden Star coming in. This is a first for Busted, first for Milk the Clock podcast. And you have to be excited that we finally have someone in the porn industry that'll talk to us. It's something we've talked about. It's something we've tried to set up numerous times. And today is finally the day. And I, I think this is – we're the mainstream guys, right? We're supposed to be like the sports guys. Every, But the mainstream Twitterverse, the mainstream social media, they always get afraid to do something outside of the realm that they work in. You know what I mean? Like they'll have the normal guests on. They'll have the normal NFL insiders on. But the whole premise of the podcast was to talk to people that take us outside of our comfort zone, Right. Absolutely. And, and we've had plenty of in comfort zone experiences. Mark Schlereth recently, Daryl Waltrip of NASCAR fame, the litany of, of names goes on and on that you recognize. But we also like to talk to people that give unique insights. And particularly in this one to a, a world where a lot of people are never allowed to, uh, to hang out. Well, you know? we're not Just, supposed to, we're not, we're, we're sports guys. We're not supposed to go to that world. We're supposed to be mainstream, all that good stuff. Right. But there's so much, you know, obviously everybody knows how much traffic on, on the internet is dedicated to porn. And uh, we want some insight. We want some solid insight into into this world. Well, there's there's this whole thing where people act like they they don't they don't go to porn sites, they don't go to uh, mofos.com or whatever. But <laughs> we know, we know the athletes are going there. We shit, we know the athletes are sliding into DMs on a lot of porn stars and all that. So, right, someone's going to all these sites. Yeah, somebody's paying the bills, right? right. So we somebody's were like, paying for that adult friend finder bonus pack to get on mofos.com. Right, and what was the big site that got outed because they only had like fifty women and like six million guys? What uh, where you wanted to cheat, right? That what was that site? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What you was remember, that? You remember what I'm talking? I about? remember. Yeah, but absolutely. somebody's paying these bills, right? And mm-hmm. we wanted to talk to somebody in the industry, somebody that does podcasting, does media, does all that stuff. And we went to vivid.com and they said, we have the person that you, you need to talk to and her name's Aiden Starr. So tell everybody about Aiden Starr a little bit and then we'll get into the interview. Hand selected by vivid.com so you know she's at the top of her game. Uh, the queen, the undisputed queen of a, a category called Femdom, Joe, um, and just a smoking hot babe all the way around. Do you still have that list of some of the, the production credits and titles? She's she's starred in a few movies, but has moved on to production. We'll have to ask her what she uh, what she has her hands in more now. So Paul and I do the podcast, Milk the Clock podcast, with BustedCoverage.com, and... So okay. we we uh, we contacted Vivid and they said we have the perfect person for you. We have somebody that's in podcasting and her name is Aiden Starr. So what is it about? Why are you getting into the whole podcasting thing now? Oh, you guys want to talk to me about podcasting? That's well, so I mean the I'm whole the whole industry. In my... We were just kind of trying to break the ice, right, Paul? Yeah, we didn't want to just come in here all crazy. Okay, you totally failed. Just kidding. Um, so I'm a dominatrix and the, the, the cast that I have is actually on iTunes. Um, I have no idea where Jackie got podcasting from. Um, I have an educational show that goes out on YouTube as well as on a website, um, as well as on iTunes for people to download it. Um, and that's interesting to me because I didn't know that people listened to things um, as like, and without visual medium as much as they do anymore, but apparently it's really popular and people listen to my iTunes cast in their car. Um, and while they're sitting at work because it's safe for work and no one, they're not looking at boobs. They're just hearing about them. <laughs> that that's, that's fair. That's a good way to say it. Um, you know, I'm really interested in the production aspect of your career too. I mean, it, it's kind of cool. The backstory read about it. You were a student in New York city and you end up working in a sex dungeon. Is that accurate? Um, there was, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's, um, like part of the teaser that's on my rejoinder on a radio. And I think it's to like get people's dicks hard. 
So you're, the way you say it doesn't make my dick hard. I think you could probably try again. It's like sex dungeon. Um, and it's a sensationalized version of what I do. I went to NYU. That's true. I went to NYU for pre-med and then I went to a school in New Haven called Southern for um, computer science where I finished. And while I was um, in college, I started working at a dungeon. Um, the dungeon that I was working at doesn't have anything to do with the metaphorical sex dungeon that people feel like I live in now. And I do a lot of sex in dungeons, mostly at kink.com. So I think that's, I'm not sure which part of it you're asking, except that, can you, can you say sex dungeon the way that the guy, the way the lady says it in the rejoinder so I can be happy about it? Like sex dungeon, just oozing sex and and anything else. I think the thing that I'm really... Sorry to interrupt. More of what I do is alternative lifestyle uh, stuff. So in my dungeon, I have uh, penetrative sex where I'm pegging the man. So it's less of the traditional idea of sex and more of a um, a gender role reversal idea of how it works. Is that is that the allure? Is that what these guys want? I mean, I can't imagine getting. That's correct. Getting, what's up with that? How does that even work? <laughs> well, um, it's not just women who have submissive fantasies about sexuality; it's men as well. Um, and men who come to me to explore their submissive fantasies very often want to be in the vessel or receiver role of penetration. So pegging, um, prostate milking, um, activities like that are what they're looking for. Now, like you said, you, you, no offense, you, you seem to have a very, um, derogatory idea of what it, like, what's up with that? Like, it's really not that strange. Men come to me specifically because the men that they know in their lives and the men that they see in sports bars, the men that they work with, um, look at them like, what's up with that? Why would you ever like that? Which is incredibly damaging towards overall like man, men's uh, sexual health in the 21st century in America. And what I like to do is I provide men with a safe environment to explore their sexual fetishes and fantasies without judgment, without saying, well, you're a man and you should want to be fucking and reaming and ramming. And no, you can explore your submissive side as well. And it's completely, it's completely normative. It is, Paul, because I, I have a, I had a story come to me recently, Paul, where I, a, mem- a hockey player, and he is doing exactly what Aiden is talking about, and he is totally into that. And uh, the lady that yeah. brought this to me, she, she said that this guy specifically requested that whenever they would run into each other in whatever city they were in. And so this is pretty common now. No, um, men have had always had prostates since the first man. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying is, good. what I'm saying well, no, is, no, no, no. It's not common now. <laughs> no, what, what no way. That it's the guys like want this. this from a, they want this experience. Yeah, it's always been this way. Male, male prostate pleasure has always been a thing. Um, unfortunately, we live in America, a puritanical society, and at some point, at the um, inset of our country, um, religious. Um, stigma kind of squashed all sorts of sexual fun. So in America, I think it's a new thing, but if you go to a museum and you look at old Greek pottery, you're going to see that men enjoyed playing with each other's buttholes a whole lot before us. So I think it's a a current American resurgence of male prostate pleasure that is going on right now, but it's always been a thing throughout all of humanity. What's the difference between prostate milking and just straight up butt-fucking? Oh, fantastic question. So men have a prostate, right? Women don't have a prostate. Women have a G-spot. They're located in roughly the same, um, the same spot in terms of relation to your spine. So if a girl's laying on her back and you stick your fingers in her pussy and you push up, you'll feel her G-spot. If a man mm-hmm. is laying on his back and you stick your fingers in his butt and you push up, you'll feel a G-spot. So it's a similar idea to butt-fucking and prostate. Um, obviously, butt-fucking is just the act of sticking something in an asshole and sodomizing somebody. And prostate is a little more nuanced um, in terms of where you're going to touch and how you're going to touch. It's probably the difference between frat boy sex and like really good sex that you get from your lover who bought you dinner before that. <laughs> it feels better than just it, butt sucking. It's not just boy. like hammering away. It's, it's, it's actually, there's some pleasure involved for both parties. There's, yes. There's lots of pleasure. Okay, weird question alert. Weird question alert. So dogs occasionally have to get like their anal glands drained, right? Is it different? Yes, dogs get their anal glands expressed. 
it is different. Dog's anal glands are not the prostate gland. Although I will tell you that I do role play where I dress guys up like dogs and I talk about expressing their anal glands and really I'm stimulating the prostate. So I use that in some of the role play that I do, but they are different glands. Is there something that the guys request that you're just like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not going to that level. Yes. Um, I'm not into um, race play. Um, there's something on the internet called plantation porn, which is exactly what it sounds like. And I don't go there. Just my, my own personal, uh, where my comfort level lies, where my, um, where my stop, where my hard limit is. I'm not interested in doing, um, racialized humiliation of black people. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know there was anything like that. Paul, go ahead. You asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, no, right, I appreciate it. <laughs> so at this point, at this point, Aiden, you're a professional. You've been doing this for a number of years. Is there a, a act or a scene that gets you literally excited anymore? Or is it all just so passe? Have you seen it all and you're just like, whatever? I'm not that old. I mean, <laughs> I'm only 37. I, I hope that I'm still going to be sexually viable until I'm older. And there's proof that that older people still get fucking excited about sexuality. Like the company owners that I know, like John Seglian of Lindsay Blue Angel, I know him really well. And he gets really excited, jazzed about buttholes, you know, <laughs> and he's older. So I, I don't feel like there is such a thing as passe or jaded. If you're really excited about sex and sexuality, the way that I am, I do get, still get really excited about everything that I do. Like tomorrow I'm a director as well. And I'm going to direct a movie for evil angel. Um, and it's called I Fucked My Black Stepbrother Volume 2. And I'm excited about that because a girl named Melissa Moore is in it. And I've never shot her before, but she flirts with me all the time. So I'm excited to watch her have sex. And my friend um, Isaiah is in it. And he has a huge dick. And he is fantastic at using it. So I'm excited to, to just show up there tomorrow and point a camera at these two lovelies and see what they have to give me. Now, I get excited every day about stuff. Now, do you come up with How that? How could you not get excited about my job? Do you come up with that uh, that movie, or is there somebody that's like, I have this idea and you need to direct this? Um, That movie in particular, Evil Angel asked me if I would do taboo porn, um, which is a little outside of my wheelhouse, but it is role play, so I do enjoy doing it. Um, and I ended up making the second one because I enjoyed making the first one so much. Um, but all of the titles for my Evil Angel project are mine, and it's all my content, and, and they distribute it. And you come up with the titles for your, your films? I Yeah, I came up with I Fucked My Black Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that was a that... moment of literary genius. I'm not going to yeah. call my mom and be like, hey, mom, right. guess what I did? Um, there are other things that are, are more intellectual, that are more fantastic, and I'm more proud of, but I like... The titles that I come up with, Evil Angel, like Anal Sex Slaves and Hot for Transsexuals, and I Fuck My Black Stepbrother, because they're fun. And when I make right. porn movies, I like right. my performers to have a good time, and I want to have a good time, and it's supposed to be like about smiling and laughing and getting off and connecting and enjoying yourself. And not so much like, oh, we're going to change the world with how I feel um, at this exact moment, but just showing... Um, showing the enjoyment of people in, in a sexual arena. Yeah, like, because, just everybody have a good time. Stop thinking about it. Exactly. And we were we were talking about the porn titles, and I think Paul wanted to, like, see if he could just, like, write, like, a couple thousand of them and see if I'd he could sell to. them off. Is that? I'd love to. Is that is that a possibility? For you to write porn titles and sell them? Yeah. Is, that some, is there a business out there that job. does that? Like there's gotta be your day job. who's no. the guy or girl that that's writing all that. It's got to be so much fun. She and when you read a is. title, I know, but like butt it bangers eighty two, it it's is not, not fun. So much fun. It is fucking. Why? It's you just said it was now, because it's keywords. The titles oh, yeah. are not. Oh, you're not. optimizing everything for SEO. I get yeah. it. Yeah, making wow. the movie is fun. Writing the title is about um, optimizing for SEO. Exactly. So that your movie tells, you so that I can make continue a video to have a good time. Like, like long tail keywords. That could be a, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a new Okay, I was in a genre. movie for Dana Vespoli for Evil Angel, and it was called something like Femdom Extreme Humiliation Ass Something or Other, and she just, she just put together a bunch of fucking keywords <laughs> to sell what, what I think is one of the most insane movies that I've ever done, like with really hardcore content. It's because there's so much content out there, you have to get it in front of people. 
Yeah, you like, know, if I'm going to make a femdom movie, I have to get you to look at it because you've already seen everything in fucking femdom already. What, why, why are you going to give me money for mine when you can get it for free on the internet? I have to give you a reason. Now that so putting us, it out to more eyes yeah. is how we do it. That leads us into the next question, Paul. You wanted to talk about distribution, right? I did because I'm curious just from the business side, and obviously you're a, a very solid businesswoman in every sense. What's the relationship like with Pornhub and some of these other big free content hubs for lack or want of a better term? Um, I am not privy to everything in the industry, and I don't currently have a relationship with Pornhub. Um, from what I can glean, which is I'm sure the same thing that you can glean, is that Pornhub now does releases of movies um, that are sanctioned um, that are monetarily compensated. So while um, the, the relationship between um, porn tubes and uh, mainstream pornography used to be very sour. It used to be about stealing porn. It does not appear to be that way uh, anymore. And now it appears to be that the content is licensed um, and it's legal and um, that there is um, financial remuneration for, for content that's displayed on those sites. What about the, what about the uh, virtual reality being introduced into the business? How has that changed things? Um, everybody in porn likes to jump on the new thing because porn became free a few years ago. So everybody's scrambling to make more money, however fucking way they can, right. because it's hard to sell something that's free. Um, and in selling VR, we're going to have to wait for the consoles to become readily available before people can even look at it. So I'm curious to see um, if uh, you're going to be able to easily access access the consoles. I was in the Verizon store the other day looking at the iPhone 7s, and I saw a couple of the consoles, um, and they were very inexpensive. So if that continues and consoles remain inexpensive, people are going to end up watching porn on them because people people love looking at porn. People love looking at tits and pussy and ass and big fat cock. And however, <laughs> if there's a new way for them to look at it, they're going to look at it in a new way. Go ahead. Those are all keywords. Those are all keywords, yeah, they were by keywords. the way. Lots of keywords in there. Pussy and ass and cock. Yeah. No, like you know the, the big best boobs keyword? Part. What's the, the best number one? one keyword, in my opinion, is anal. Really? Wait, in your yeah, based you on your anal research? Yeah, you put anal in a title and it goes crazy. Really? So, um, yep. Go ahead, Joe. So what's, what's the big title that uh, – what movie that has anal in it do you think does the best for you as far as search? That would be um, two of my titles, Anal Sex Slaves and its companion, Lesbian Anal Sex Slaves. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. Nice. I know. You guys like that? Well, I mean, I mean, that pretty much hits all the, the key demos, right, Paul? We just missed teen. There's no teen in there. I did a movie called <laughs> Fucking Teens, and that movie is doing really well also. <laughs> so describe my uh, first boy girl movie for evil angel was called fucking hostile and i had music made that was a cop do you, did you guys know what fucking hostile is oh yeah how old are you are you guys I'm young 30, no are you guys really young? no we're like all in the no. same wheelhouse we're all here. about the same age all three of us fucking hostile is a pantera song do you remember pantera oh absolutely of course come on okay so fucking hostile is a really great pantera song and I had music made that was um, like an, an homage to Pantera music for the fucking opening sequence. And the trailer was its own narrative structure. And I really worked hard and fucking overthought everything. And fucking Hostile did okay, but not like Anal Sex Slaves did. Would because you, people are really excited about anal. Would you bang Phil Anselmo if he was standing here in front of you right now? I don't know if I would bang Phil Anselmo. I just want to hear him talk because he's fucking hilarious. I actually watch Phil Anselmo videos on YouTube all the time because he's really funny. And I love his mm -hmm. fucking house in the South with his crazy yard and his like dilapidated pool are some of my favorite things. Like looking at his life is really, is, is very entertaining. He's an entertainer and I'm highly entertained by him. I'm a huge Phil Anselmo fan. Aiden, you mentioned a couple minutes ago that you were just casually checking out VR stuff at a local Verizon store. Um, I think mm -hmm. people probably picture porn stars in the dungeon all the time, or at least in the bedroom. How often, when you're out on the street, do guys come up and hit on you? Or girls? Um, because of the kind of porn that I do, because it's more aggressive domination-style porn, and people end up just looking at me and not really saying very much. Um, but people come up to me sometimes. It happens a lot in the airport. Because I'm just kind of fucking sitting around, and I think if I'm sitting around, it's easier for people to clock me. Um, or if I'm out with another performer, 
Um, and then people will come up to me and, um, and ask questions or say fun stuff. No one's ever like crazy or fucking rude or creepy. I mean, I did have a fan show up at my house once and like yell my stage name in the street. Um, <laughs> and that was a little scary at first, but then I talked to him and he was okay. And was fine. So he ended up just a regular guy then. He really wanted to be in porn. Oh, wow. And at that the has... time, yeah, that's so a thing. It is Okay. So that, all right. Tell me about that. These guys just think that sure. they just connect with a porn star and they're going to get introduced into the business. Is that what they think? It's, it's like, it's the lowest base level of connection. I mean, when you say connect them, like, oh, connect, like maybe we're buddies. No, no it's just like yeah, dudes sending me their dicks. It's like the <laughs> lowest level of connection. Like they don't even fucking try. It's kind of fucking entitlement, like male entitlement, which I think that they're missing the point of what that is. Um, because male entitlement does not, you don't want to be a hooker if you're using your entitlement. That's not what you want. But they, for some reason, think that being a male porn star is this, like, really high level on the food chain when it's fucking not. It's a performer. It's hard. It's grueling. I'm super nice to guys on my set because I've been a performer for, an a, lo- for a long time, and I've seen how men get treated on set, and it's not fucking nice. Everybody thinks that the girls are the ones who get shit on on set. It's not the guys because the guys are forced to keep an erection in heat, in fucking cold, in, like in bad temperature environments, in the fucking hot sun with a girl who maybe isn't that hot or not that interested or worse, smells bad. Um, and guys are just judged by their ability to fucking keep their dick hard, the size of their dick, um, and the size of their load. And the guys' faces aren't even shown in porn. It's very dehumanizing um, to men in porn movies in for in a lot of ways. All right, so um, the, and I have no idea why someone would want to do that for a living. All right, so, no idea. Yeah, let, let's. So the guys out there that are listening. All right, tomorrow you're going to shoot this film. How long mm-hmm. is this? How long is this shoot going to be? How long is this guy's going to? This guy going to have his big dick hard? How long does this <laughs> all go on? A few hours. It's way longer. One, porn sex is way longer than normal. So sex. one guy, the guy, the guy that you described earlier, he has he's got to keep his yeah. dick hard for like hours on yeah. end. Yeah, he's but he loves sex. Right. He is he is really he's he has a good time with it. He connects with the girl. Um, it's going to be in a comfort, comfortable environment, but mostly he really fucking loves sex. You have to be a super fuck monster to do porn. It's not for people who just want to be famous. That's not, I don't recommend that at all. Yeah, because I just want to watch like a football game. Yeah. I mean, these guys have totally. to, if they're going to commit, uh, uh, what, what, what do you shoot during the day? Do you shoot at night? What do you, what's the schedule? Yeah, your dick has to be hard at 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning, Paul. I'm, yeah. I'm barely done with Chick-fil-A at 10 in the morning. <laughs> 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning is not a problem. Is is? But there's got to be a fluffer on set. Like, that's a legit role, right? No. No? no. There is no fluffers. That is not a legit role. That's baloney. So, baloney. Okay. See, we want to debunk some of this garbage, too. So, literally, this guy's sitting there sure. in a chair watching. I mean, I'd be watching you and some of the other babes around. I and mean, what else can he do? Um, Jerking off. Wow. Just for like three hours. Man. Yeah. I mean, he can watch me if he wants, but I'm the director and holding the camera. So that's going to be weird. So he's kind of concentrating on the girl um, who this, I, I like to pick girls that are really interested in sex. Um, if a girl's not interested in sex or if she's only in it for the money um, or if she, I don't know, whatever, it's whatever reason she's not there because she's looking to have a good time. I'm not interested in hiring her. So I, I pick the best girls for my guys because um, I appreciate the hard work that everybody does for me. But yeah, I mean, he has to just come excited about it. A lot of guys watch porn on their phone or sometimes there'll be like a TV set where there's porn playing. So there's like that visual, extra visual stimulation. But if you really want to watch porn in a fucking room full of strangers and jerk off for hours, it's hard. It's very hard. Sort of. <laughs> wow yeah oh, yeah. Um, all right, so, all right, go when, ahead. You're, all right. when you're yeah let's get let's get into it yeah how often uh when you're directing do you get aroused all the time every time like is that every how you time. know that you've At got a point, killer scene yeah i'm well i mean i like watching people fuck a lot um mm-hmm. at some point towards like the three-quarter mark of the the usable amount of footage i start to get like um 
like the, the physical signs of arousal where like my eyes will dilate and like I'll be looking at something that's light, but my eyes will be dilated. I'll notice that like makes me a little bit dizzy and like my panties will get wet and that'll be awkward because I'm trying to like get into crouching positions to get um, footage. And I can only imagine that male directors must get an erection and they must like tape it to their leg. Like I have a whole new appreciation for male directors because like I can kind of hide when I'm turned on, but if a dude's turned on, it's going to poke out. So I just imagine that male directors must like gaff tape their dick to their leg before they start so that nobody gets offended or anything. If they're smart. If they're smart. (laughs) Yeah. Or else they get a boner and people are like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? Yeah. What's wrong with a, what's wrong wrong with with a boner? A director um, is not supposed to get a boner on set or sexually harass the talent in any way, shape or form. It's considered to be very um, faux pas in porn. That's interesting. You can't grab a girl's titties and, you can't grab a girl's titties and you can't say, hey, can you fucking suck my dick later? Um, none of that is acceptable on a set. The girl will tell people that you sexually harassed her. No one will want to work for you. Um, it's not acceptable to do that. After, if you want to say, hey, do you want to hang out after, the, every, all the rules are, you know, then it's personal life. But on a set, it's professional from the beginning to the end. Aiden, would you ever be able to date somebody who is not in the same business? I currently am dating somebody who is not does not work in pornography. Perfect. So the first time you guys got together physically <laughs> was your first move to just I'm gonna just go balls to the wall and just really go in on this guy hard. Or yeah. were you and like, you know what, I like happy. this guy. Really? So um, like it's I seek am and destroy. dating one of my best friends and I've been friends with them for fuck, like over ten years and I had always had a crush on them and I thought that they disliked me. And they were just, like, really intimidated by me um, and had been a huge fan of my porn and had seen a ton of my porn. So they knew already, which is nice, but I didn't have to explain it to them. Um, And they got drunk last year at a party and, like, um, had one of my friends tell me they wanted to have sex with me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) how old are you that you need to fucking go to our friend? But but they did, and it worked out. And the weird thing is that I, I was just like, yeah, let's go fuck. Like, let's go back to your house and I'll fuck you and then I'll leave. And they, um, you know, they love me. And they were like, I don't just want to fuck you. I want to cuddle with you. And I was like, oh, what, yeah, what's right. the cuddling thing that you're talking about? Yeah, right. What is Every that? guy How you says do that? that. Right. That's a I lie. That's just a line. That. It's I, a line it, for what? He d- he wants to just bone you. That's ridiculous. She's that- saying it's not the truth, yeah. boss. <laughs> She's saying that there's a real love there. <laughs> I would prefer to just bone people. I'm a big boner. I just want to bone people. I don't want to cuddle. I don't want to say I love you. I don't want right. to fucking have to deal with what your mom thinks about what I do for a living. I just want to fuck you and then leave because there's a line of people that want to fuck me, but this person loves me and that's really cute. So after oh, you hold on, ahead. Joe, one second. Yeah. After you orgasm yeah. and the guy leaves or girl, whoever, what's the first thing you do? Do you get on your phone? Do you check email? Do you watch SportsCenter? What do you do? Um, I'm sexually voracious. So typically after I'm done, finally done, people are unable to walk. So they're usually asleep <laughs> in my bed. Um, but when I'm not fucking, I think if that's your question, when I'm not fucking, um, I am a huge Game of Thrones nerd like an incredible nerd, like a subreddit level on my television right now in the background is awesome. Game of Thrones fucking analysis, like theories and crap. So typically I'm going to look at cat videos and watch Game of Thrones after I'm done fucking. Just like Joe. That's what Joe does. Uh, that is... Uh, is that what you do? It, not usually. I'm usually uh, no. like watch like PBS or maybe I'll throw on 60 Minutes. I'm getting to that age. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you may want to slow down with your fucking old man role. Well, I mean, I've, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got another kid on the way. It's it's just okay. You know, it's well, just, that's why. Well, yeah, it's that's it's why. this kind of life now. You Although, just, if I, how old are your kids? Because if I had kids, I would just use it as an excuse to watch cartoons. I have a four year old, and I have one. Oh, yeah. in in January, so lots of like PJ masks. Cartoons. Yeah, cartoons. A lot of cartoons. Yeah. So you're so that you, you like that. I love cartoons. So, Aiden, go ahead. Paul. A hot, yeah. hot one coming in here for you. Does uh, erectile dysfunction really exist, or is it just because these guys have been stuffing the same broad for thirty years? 
<laughs> I mean, that right there is a legit question. That's a legit question. It is, because, um, it is. so many guys yeah. out there. Do you know anybody who's been fucking the same person for 30 years, and if so, who? Oh, man. That's that way to flip it. Um, no one has no, no one fucked the same person for 30 years. Probably 20. And isn't it the same? Who cares? After a couple of years, it's all the same, right? I mean, I guess you could like get wigs or whatever. Ooh, Halloween is coming up. Go to the Halloween <laughs> store and get masks. And then Mix you don't need Viagra. Bit. You can just put on different Halloween masks and pretend to be different things and fuck each other that way. Right. But seriously, though, if some guy is tired, he's got ED. It's a medical thing, right? Which is totally bogus mm-hmm. by my estimation. But if you plop down, <laughs> if still plops down on some guy's lap, you're telling me that thing's not going to get hard? Um, why it. do you think that ED doesn't exist? I just think these guys are all hanging around the same woman and they've been connived into thinking they have a problem to take medicine and they're not hanging out with young, voraciously sexual women anymore. I think older women are sexually voracious. You don't think that? I think older women are, but again, it goes back to the hypothesis of 20 plus years with the same person. Yeah. Um, I don't have a good answer for you because I don't know. Um, I mean that, okay, here's the answer that I do have for you. And here's how I've addressed this in the past. I teach a class or I teach a series of classes, um, with a friend of mine named Ian Rouse and it's on, um, uh, xruniversity.com, which is how you guys thought I did podcasts because this goes out as a podcast, but it goes out when I do it, it's a video feed and then they just, um, they export the uh, the sound version of it so people can listen to it. Like I said, and at work or in the car and not have to fucking get run off the road because they're looking at titties and they should should be looking at the road or <laughs> do something that's safe for work so nobody can tell what they're listening to. It's a secret. Um, and in this, we talk about um, dealing with erectile dysfunction with toys, prostate stimulation, which I was talking about earlier, because you don't actually need a hard dick to come from having your prostate stimulated. That's right. You can have an orgasm without having an erection. I've done it before. There's video evidence of me doing it on the internet. It's entirely possible. <laughs> um, so you don't need a hard dick. So that's nice for people who can't do that for themselves, maybe. Um, and other sexual aids, because maybe a guy whose dick can't get hard just wants to watch his wife come over and over again so he can use a toy on her, or maybe they can do some BDSM stuff and kind of vary up what's going on. And I think that kind of addresses your stuffing the same broad for 30 years uh, <laughs> issue that you are He's trying just to trying get to use code words. He's trying to be, so, be Mr. SEO over here. Mr. I'm, it's all based on keywords. This whole Keyword conversation guy. is in keywords. That's it. It uh, should be. You guys are podcasting. It should be based on keywords. Yeah, exa- exactly. It is. We deal with this every day. Uh, Aiden, what have oh, you yeah. shot your Academy Award winning movie yet? Or is there a movie out there that you want to shoot that you would be like a all-timer for your career yeah um so next year i'm going to shoot a horror movie and then following that there is this movie called doll parts which was written by my friend david aaron clark who passed away several years ago and left me the script um and the script is about um uh the future and there uh, there's no humans the humans are not allowed to perform anymore and it's all sex thoughts and then the um, concept of AI comes into it. And it's kind of like Ghost in the Shell, if you guys are familiar with that. Yes. So some nerdy sci-fi porn, I think. And um, it'll be really special because it's my my dead best friend's script. Um, so, so you'll start, uh, you'll start shooting that next year? No, next year I'm going to... Um, most of the stuff I do is like wall-to-wall or all-sex or gonzo genre. Right. So next year I'll shoot a feature... Um, that somebody else wrote, and then I'll tackle this much bigger script that has more sentimental value um, once I get um, my workflow down, uh, once I pick a DP that I like, and once I um, think about effects and um, the practicality of them and budgeting and location and all that good stuff. It sounds like you could be busy 365 days. Is it that busy in the industry, or is it a matter of how much you really want to work? It's how much you want to work. I mean, when I was just performing... Um, I just hung out with my best friend and fucking smoked pot all the time and got my hair did and like really enjoyed myself. Um, and that was my twenties. And that's what I recommend for young performers just show up and fuck and then go home and fucking smoke pot and fucking get your hair done and make sure your nails are all perfect and just enjoy being young and 
being being active and fucking everybody and especially in porn where we have like the safest best testing protocols in the world um but now i think um i choose to do different things with my career um and i am busier now i also have like i'm more responsibility being in my later 30s but i think that's everyone in every career and every life absolutely we all do absolutely i gotta cut the grass tonight oh yeah yeah that's what do you mean by that i mean I'm going to smoke pot, but you're going to cut the grass. So that's exactly. It, this is my life now in Ohio. Zing. So. Yeah. Aiden, what is the the weirdest or grossest thing you've ever seen on a shoot as a director or a performer? Poop. So much poop. Oh, so much duty, endless. like all over the place. It's like a fucking, a fucking duty bonanza on, <laughs> on so many porn sets. And you guys, people who watch porn don't realize that we have to cut the duty out. There is like a Japanese porn level of shit that occurred. Oh my god! <laughs> Japanese set. porn level, I love it. But well, that's you know it, how much that, they love duty. They love it. Is, is there like it. an intern that it. is responsible for that? The cleanup process yeah. or low man on the totem yeah. pole? Um, my he's my assistant, and he's just really good spirited, and you know he's down for the cause, and he you know helps with the duty. So. <laughs> If you're a performer and you know that you're just going to get ramrodded that afternoon, are you just not eating yeah. for like two days to avoid that? I, um, part of my, um, the first anal sex slaves movie that I made was me talking to girls because I like a little, well, no, I like a lot of reality in my porn. Um, because I like that it's very visceral and there are surprise bodily functions and then it's really, it's a very raw environment being in a porn set. So I tried to broach that in as not gross and not, not, not boner killing a way as possible. Um, and I asked a girl during the beginning of the scene when we were talking, um, doing the gonzo portion of it, uh, when was the last time she ate? And she hadn't eaten for a whole day because she was worried about shitting everywhere because she didn't want to shit all over her performer and, uh, for everybody to see her shit herself. And it's like a really intense experience for girls. Paul, so any so follow, one day. follow up to that? <laughs> yeah, follow, follow up with that. One. Um, <laughs> the smell, the smell on an average porn set. On an average porn set, it smells really good because it smells like sex. Um, while there is a lot of duty, there is it's not like it's it's a lower than twenty five percent of the shoots that I do, but I shoot a lot. Um, also, like. I feel like maybe I'm nose blind to the smell of shit. So I just smell the sex portion of it and not the duty part. Um, mm. So I think porn sets smell really good. I think they smell like pussy, which is delicious. Yeah. That's hot. That's, That's what hot. I've always heard. Uh, yeah. Keyword, nose blind. I like it. Nose blind. <laughs> you can integrate that somehow. Right, Joe? I, yeah. Paul, you, you've hit all the keywords. You have all the key spots. You've gotten all those questions. And, 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 and honestly, the questions are good because she'll answer them. And she's the pro that has been around and knows all this shit, if you don't mind me saying it. Shit. No, right? cool. No, so, we appreciate yeah, it. Because yes. these, are like, these are things that we think about late into the night. Like, And you don't want to offend someone by asking about their profession. No, and you're, maybe- you're totally not going to offend me. Um, the other day there was a girl on my set who got face fucked so hard. She shot herself. Cause that just happens sometimes. Just like shot herself, like, uh, sexually in a euphemism. No, she pooped on the floor. Oh, she shat herself. <laughs> she shat herself. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. uh, just for a friend, what's the name of that film? Oh, that we have to cut that out. Oh, never mind. You never see it. Yeah, they can't show that, Paul. Come on. Why not? No, this country I mean, has some things because, that you can't yeah. show. Why? And now it does. I mean, in like um, golden era porn movies, like like if you guys ever saw um, The Enema Bandit or Water Power with Jamie Gillis in it, um, no. there was like a lot of poop and sex in that movie, but that was a long time ago and I just can't show those things anymore. Wow. Wow. You just keep getting yeah. deeper and deeper. Paul, <laughs> we probably should let her go. I mean, she's got movies, yeah. to, movies to direct and scripts to write and titles to come up with. And Aiden, we really appreciate it. This is why, Paul, yeah. this is why they said they were giving us a pro to talk to. Not oh. somebody that's new to the Aww. business. 
Yeah, yeah. And, we and s- I think it'd be hilarious if you took like your video production skills like at some point in your career and made like a local HVAC repairman TV commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just something like <laughs> what, so what local. What would I call it? Wait, what's the porn title about of my – oh, wait. It's not a porn. It's a commercial. Well, we could make it porny. You know, we could throw yeah. HVAC and stand for something. Um what is uh, anal for sure. The A is for anal, right? So what's the rest? I of guess hot hard. vagina anal slots, right? I mean, that's the low hanging fruit. <laughs> no, it's a C H vac. Oh so yeah, sorry. Vagina hot, sorry. anal vagina. Yeah, that's it. That's why she's the pro. She came up with it right there, See? Paul. Right on the spot. I didn't mean to put I, you on the spot. Uh, no, it's good because that title would totally, totally sound short. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, we appreciate the time. We uh, sure, thanks, guys. I think this is going to be Paul. I think this is going to set records. I think that once people hear Hopefully all, I don't get you age gated because this is this is definitely an age gate situation here. What's that? AIDS date? Age, age gate. What's that? Uh, an age date? Age gate. Age, age gate. Like where you have to put a are you eighteen and oh, older for yeah. content. Oh, oh no, age we gate. don't give a shit about that. We, we just oh, go okay, around good. it. We go around that stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Aiden. We really appreciate it. We know there was a little bit of a um, issue, but we we're always up for uh, whatever, right, Paul? Oh, always. So thanks, good. thanks, Aiden. Thanks for all the time. Thank you. Yeah, Aiden. thank you guys. Are, do you guys have a Twitter that I can like? Are you guys when you put this out, I can retweet it? Yeah, at yes. at busted coverage. At busted coverage awesome guys have a great day i'll talk to you soon all right aiden. thanks aiden. bye bye that was aiden star uh i think if you're still listening and you aren't passed out by now um i think that you you that was an all-timer paul are you talking to me i because i am about to pass I'm out talking, so much guys out there are just like the, the their heads are blown up right now no euphemisms so- so much content there. I'm talking you know? literally I was I had I had to pull my headphones off because as you kept asking deeper and deeper questions, I kept thinking, she is gonna go off on your ass here in a minute. I know. And I you kept just kept probing. pushing. You kept, I kept probing. Probing. And I, I I I felt like at some point you covered the mic or something because because we talked about keeping it cool, remember? Before uh, we even well, yeah, we we said that, and then, but Aiden goes to the level that we wanted to go to, right? That's the shit, and and what I said at the beginning of this podcast is we're the mainstream guys. We're not supposed to talk about this kind of stuff, right? But there's all these other sports sites out there that they always, you know, they're so concerned about their image, like they won't, they're afraid, they're they're these little dildos going on porn sites, and and then they're afraid to talk about it, like, oh, you're the dirty site. Like you're the, you're, you're the that dirt dirty bag. site right. that asks questions about ED and whether it's false or not. Well, and then guess what? They're all going to, they're all going to be listening to this podcast. And right. that's why hooking up for a podcast with Aiden is, that's awesome. That's the stuff that we've always wanted to do. I liked how, uh, I liked how she set me straight right at the beginning. Dude, she, She's I, like, I was afraid Aiden was going to hang up on you. <laughs> I was afraid, she, I, I was afraid the interview was over. We, we just had to get loosened up. You know, we couldn't just, we just had to kind of feel each other out. Well, yeah, exactly. And and it's not like other interviews where we interview like famous athletes and you no. already know where to go. You already right. know the questions to get in there. With right. Aiden, it takes us outside of our realm. In, <laughs> it really did. I mean, I mean literally. When like, we go back, when we go back and listen to this tape, like the beginning of oh, it, we're going to sound like such losers oh, to ourselves. Like, totally. Listen to how weak we sound you know yeah, like you don't want to be we the, were, you know and she she's like she's she knows there's assholes out there right morons that are on the internet doing this shit where they they want to talk to her but then they're idiots and they just want to like make a big joke out of everything right. and she's you know? and 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 i thought at one point she was gonna get pissed at you because you were being a little bit like this is a joke <laughs> she set me straight and, and I like she it. Did. She, she did. She set your ass because straight. Because when she did, it really opened up the rest of the conversation. From there, it all started to flow. And mm-hmm. I, I got my questions in. Uh, I love how she comes up with porn titles based on SEO. Love that, that. Is, that is a big – I've never heard that before. And I've listened to a lot of different porn interviews 
uh, you know, like back in the Howard Stern days when he would talk to these these women. And right. I had never heard that the SEO now is the big driving force behind a title. I'm glad that my long tail keyword joke uh, was well received. And she went right for it in it the way perfect. that this was this is why you do it. Mm, I mean, absolutely. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at one title right now. What is it? 100 Orgasms, a BDSM anal slave orgy. <laughs> and she, well, what do you what think she the said? main keyword is there? Anal slave orgy? Oh, That's got to be the primary. Absolutely. Yeah, the main keyword and there. They, and then they adjust the uh, the hyperlink to get BDSM yeah. anal slave orgy to, right, the, of course. to the front. See? See, if you look that up in any keyword research tool, I wonder how many searches a month that's getting. Like, uh, Use the Google Keyword Planner to look up anal sex slaves BDSM. I bet it's like 10 million. Dude, she, <laughs> and she's, it sounds to me like she's very deep into the um, – the back end where she's studying the an- st- st- studying the analytics. Right. No, I'm serious. Studying no, I know the you analytics. are. I know you are. And she, uh, could you imagine watching the analytics? F- and this is such a nerd thing, but right. watching the analytics for people that own porn sites, it would be. Oh, it'd be so great. It would be fascinating to me to watch that in real time. I'd be like, hey, Joe, for some reason, butthole bonanza 62 is getting crazy traffic Seriously, for the last three like, days. Like, like oh, shit that gets searched. I mean, I see right. the searches on Busted. And some yeah. of those, some of, I'm like, how the hell did that guy get to my site based <laughs> on that search? I know. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that was even possible. How did the guy come up with the search in the first place? And then how in the world did it end up here? Right. Right, yeah. like we didn't, we weren't aiming for those search terms. No, no, not at all. And somehow, it works. But uh, what was your number one takeaway? Uh, my number one takeaway is how smart she is about the business. Um, she, you can tell that she's been there, done that, seen that, and her honesty. Like she, she literally just said, "I mean, you go to the shit question." And she's like, "Yeah, absolutely. This is what happens." And it was it was tastefully delivered, though. It was you. You got the question in, and listen. After she set your ass straight early on, then, like you said, it was okay after that. Right. It was great. Uh, I agree with your with your point. I mean, there's a reason she's been uh, she's doing what she's doing. Um, I I love her level of intelligence and the fact that she used truth as like a way to. Um, almost protect herself in a way and be able to talk about whatever she wanted to talk about. Whereas with some porn stars we've interacted with, they won't even talk to you because they're afraid. And she's like, look, this is what it is. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The honesty about what people want in life uh, as far as why they're searching for what they're searching for or why they're wanting to be in these films or then even then even her personal life what like her relationship and how she just thought it was going to be sex and it wasn't it was this whole uh i want a relationship she's the you. word love she love. used the word love yeah and i mean that's that's cool stuff you know i don't care you know i leave people alone whatever they do in their life that's that's up to them you know i don't i'm not i'm not in uh anal slave girls caged like dogs i don't I'm not going and watching that. Dot edu. But you know what? There's a whole hell of a lot of guys out there that want to see that movie. And but that's what's so as, messed up. Well, and dude, that's why as long that's as, why as we're... nobody's fucking around and being dickheads to people, and just be like, like leave leave people the fuck alone. You know. But that's why we had to broach the topic. And what we started talking about at the beginning of this podcast was like, there's a lot of people using these sites, generating these keyword searches. You know looking for this stuff, but then everybody acts like they aren't. So why don't you, if that's what you're into, just be into it. Who cares? Well, I'm not going to demean a guy or a woman out there who is um, looking for some gonzo crazy shit. Like no. that's, that's what they're into. And right. I don't want her to think that like we, we think that it's fucked up that a guy's getting railed in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, because we I don't, don't because don't listen, I don't, I don't give a shit what other people do. I don't, no. I don't, I don't care if that's the fantasy or whatever, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, so, so for me, I think that that's why a lot of women won't want to talk about this kind of stuff, but she, 
she set it straight early, and after she got that out of the way, it was on. And that's, we uh, and we that's, forgot about the athletes DM question. You know what? I don't think Aiden gets a lot, and I I don't want to speak for her, but she, you know, we could you could ask. We I think we know what the answer is. Yeah. In general, athletes are constantly into this kind of thing. They it's just that it's not mainstream, and they they do it on their own time, and it is what it is. So. Uh, I, 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 again, I don't, I'm not going to speak for, her. but anyway, uh, what, uh, so your takeaway was is the honesty was, it was incredible. Honesty is the best policy. You never have to remember all the BS that you've strewn about and she's passionate about what she does. So, I mean, what's there to be dishonest about? There's no shame involved. I did appreciate how she went back to the, uh, 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 roots of uh, the puritanical roots of our country oh. as being uh, an, a, a sort of um, starting point for a lot of sexual repression. I think that's well, definitely yeah. accurate. Yeah, I, I, I th- what was I? What was my question in that in that regard? I would. I, I don't remember exactly what I said there, but it was interesting because in the course of the conversation, it, it's very apparent that she's very intelligent, but she's also smoking hot and she works in porn. So you have these like high level business questions that you want to ask, but right. you also just want to just be like totally like a total, uh, just animal. Well, that's how she started off. She said, right. that's the, 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 the bumper that she uses for the show. You didn't say it correctly and she had to get you going. So, <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we, we thank vivid.com. They worked with us pretty hard on this one, uh, to get this all put together and Aiden, Aiden star. Uh, let's, wow. let's get, hold on. Let's, I think it's Aiden. Hold on. Let me give her, uh, let me give her Twitter account. Yeah. Give her a shout. Uh, I think I still have it up, if you it's, will. It's just – it's simply at Aiden Starr, A-I-D-N-S-T-A-R-R, at Aiden Starr. Go over there. Uh, almost 10,000 tweets, so she's active. That's uh, that's apparent. She just um, tweeted at BC. Did she? I, I wasn't even looking. Nine minutes ago. But, uh, yeah, highly intelligent. Uh, that is a definite takeaway. That is the reason why uh, Vivid said we would love talking to her. And they were right. So we appreciate all that help from Vivid. And, uh, Paul, any final words? No, great. Another great interview. Joe Another Kinsey. great one. And I, I, and, and we worked hard on this. I want everybody to know we that. We actually did. And we actually did. We want people to know that we are going to interview more people that are, that are just people you want to hear from, right? But you didn't know you well, wanted to. Right, and it's a, a genre-busting move, and we're not afraid to have these kind of conversations. It but, was a lot of fun. And we go back to like the history of Busted is we would we would talk to people that most people wouldn't want on a sports site uh, or think that they would want on a sports site. We don't give a shit. We're going to talk to a bunch of people, and if you're if you don't like it, oh well. I mean, I think there's more people that like it than don't. So uh, that's the final words, and uh, that's it, Paul. We're out. Peace.